ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Nobody ever roasts the chestnuts in a closed area, do they? You got to get out there and get into it. Uh, the next few days, not good for roasting anything outside. Uh, wh- what is happening around here? Like the, s- the storm of the century or something? At least uh, Buffalo and leaking this way? I told you all yesterday that, so I learned on the news earlier this week, that a white Christmas is officially an inch of snow on the ground. I don't know what the heck we're going to have on the ground by Sunday. Whatever's on the ground now is not going to be there in like 24 hours, and I'm not entirely certain what it's going to get replaced with and when that's going to freeze, but weather on the twos. With that, let's get a little bit of the Hall of Famer from after the game last night. It's time to spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel of Bayheim. You know, we, we've been, uh, I wouldn't even say we've been dancing around this topic. We've been talking uh, thoroughly about this topic all season long. A lot of bit about Chris Bell, sometimes about Benny Williams, about just anyone that's playing forward. And last night, it wasn't, the question wasn't about rebounding. It wasn't about scoring. It wasn't about being in the right place in the dome. It, it was simply about effort or the lack thereof. I thought the last group played as hard as they could play and got us back in there, but you can't start the game out. We just had no effort from our forwards from the beginning. I mean, it's hard to watch. Um, I thought Q, Q64, he came in, he got six rebounds in 12 minutes. Benny and Chris got one rebound between the two of them, each in 12 minutes. You can't win that way. It's hard. It's hard, really hard to watch that as a coach. And uh, they made a great effort to come back, but you just can't play defense. We did this against Cornell, and we did this against Georgetown. And, uh, you know, you just can't keep doing that. It's not gonna, you're not going to be able to overcome that. And obviously, you know, Jim Boeheim's been watching Syracuse basketball longer than most. Longer than me, for sure, though I've seen plenty of it. And you can tell him this is driving him batty. It should be driving him batty. I mean, it's one of the old sayings, right? You can't coach effort. Now, you can suggest effort. You can prod effort. You can take lack of effort and put it somewhere where it's not playing in the game. You can do a lot of things that have something to do with it. But you can't make somebody. You can't go hit the button that makes Benny Williams fly around the court. That makes Chris fly around the court. It is baffling. Now, have there been um, low-motor guys over the course of Syracuse basketball for Jim Beheim in 47 years? Uh, Sure. But have you ever seen that many on the court at the same time? I get it. I understand why those two are in the starting lineup. The Benny thing is the most baffling. He's a sophomore now. I mean, you can tell he has talent. He has athleticism, but we're at the point now with conference play full-on having arrived in his sophomore year and uh, nobody but freshmen standing in the way of his playing time right now. There is nobody that is not a freshman 
that's keeping Benny Williams from the court. John John Bola Jackson's and Roll with Bowl uh, has concluded. That was a fun week, though, was it not? Everyone likes John. <laughs> he was having the best time on the sideline last night. It is his best role, and he was uh, he was living it up. But it it is baffling. I I can't. You almost can't form a sentence about it. And you hear Jim Beheim. Like he can he can tell you every basketball thing in the world of what's going on in the court and why this worked, why that didn't work. But when it's a thing like that, when you literally say after the game, and it, we talked about this the other guy, he's clearly also told the guys this. It's not uh, news that's going to leak their way back to them that they were not playing with effort. When you say multiple times about these guys that they are not trying, it's um, it's beyond confusing. And when those guys aren't trying, you're running out of enough people that are available to try. That's why we saw Kadir Copeland last night. Man, he, he did some stuff. 10 points, big rebounds that missed free throw putback late. Malik Brown, nine boards. Hey, maybe the total talent level isn't as high. Maybe the ceiling isn't as high. But if the other two don't feel like climbing the stairs towards where the ceiling is, well, at least put the guys in that are willing to stand up out of the chair, right? I think that's what we saw with Malik and Kadir last night, especially that, all right, coach. If I'm playing two minutes, if I'm playing 25, you're getting everything. You're getting everything. That's what helped spur the comeback last night. Didn't turn into a win, but man, it's getting, it's getting weird. I've never seen anything like this with Q's basketball. Neither is Jim (laughs) Beheim. That tells you a lot. When Jim Beheim in year 47 is seeing something he's not seen before, yikes. And uh, that's where we're at right now. We'll get more into the hoops game as we roll along. It was a crazy game. Pitt made shots. Large defense wasn't getting out there. And then full credit for coming back, but when you dig the 20-point hole, the odds of the comeback, as exciting as it was, not very high. With that, we'll step aside the man who sort of knows. On a Wednesday, my goodness, little Christmas picks for you? little stocking stuffer picks? Maybe. Maybe. Give out some winners to your friends and family. Why not? Mario Sacco coming up at 3.30. Maybe maybe you can put the six-pack in the stocking as well. Hmm? Who knows? You might have to give it out early, though. Some of these picks are going to be uh, today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday. We'll get to it, though. Man who sort of knows after this. It's QSportsTalk.com on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> All across CNY, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Here I am. Rolling along through this hour. An hour brought to you by ICM Controls. An American Electronics Manufacturing Company right here in the Qs. They've got the $10,000 ICM Controls Impact Scholarship. That would go nicely as a stocking stuffer. Going to not one but two high school seniors locally. Enter at ICMcontrols.com slash scholarship. Nine days left to enter. The deadline is December the 30th. Uh, though I suppose if you uh, follow the action correctly, the man who sort of knows could be a scholarship giver as well. Huh? You got you to gotta be a little more sharp on it. Well, let's see what uh, he's been thinking this week. Could we have the money now? The answer is no. I'm afraid I must insist. I'm telling you, it's a lock. But it rained last night. Exactly. 
restaurant that didn't serve any food and just served up gambling. This horse loves the slop. It's I thought gambling was illegal. <laughs> Not if no one sees you do it. Father was a mother. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother? No, I think it still is. But not if no one knows about it. Yeah, I didn't know you know how to play poker, Lois. Yeah. Well, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's good, honey. Guaranteed bets. The man is a gambler. Results not guaranteed. Pay that man his money. It's the man who sort of knows. All right, here's what the man who sort of knows thinks he knows this week. Four and two last week. Season record now 38 and 32. I say season record. I don't, I don't know what the season in, entails because the man that sort of knows... Uh, runs the gamut, season to season, sport to sport, country to country. He cares not. He's going to start tonight in men's college basketball. North Carolina is a four-point favorite versus Michigan. It's the Jumpman Invitational. Why? Uh, both those schools are sponsored by Jordan Brand. You may know that Michael Jordan went to one of those two schools. Uh, so Carolina is a four-point favorite against Michigan. They'll play that game tonight in Charlotte, which is closer to Chapel Hill uh, than to Ann Arbor. Uh, Armando Baycott, it was banged up early in the season. He had like a shoulder thing. He had an ankle thing. Uh, he's fine now. Just ask Ohio State. He's the reigning ACC player of the week. He put up many, many points and many, many, many rebounds over the weekend against the Buckeyes. And now he'll face the team up north and do it down south. Are you going to bet against North Carolina in the Jumpman Classic? Is that what we're doing? No. Take the heels minus the four. Tomorrow, the Armed Forces Bowl. It is Baylor and Air Force. The over-under in that game uh, was 44 when the man that sort of knows hopped on it. It is sliding south, 43.5, 43, wherever you may find it. Uh, But here's what the man that sort of knows wants you to know. The total amount of tickets on the under right now is just 45% on the tickets. The total amount of money on the under is 85% of the money. That means the Sharps with the cash, the big bags of cash, are betting the big under in the Armed Forces Bowl tomorrow. Join them and win Thursday in the Armed Forces Bowl. That game is in Fort Worth, Texas. It's supposed to be very cold in Texas. I think Baylor wants to play in the cold in their home state. Score a lot of points. It's two running teams, two good run defenses. Take the under in that game. Saturday, NFL is playing just all weekend long here. Uh, they are putting the NBA in notice. They have come for Christmas on Sunday, but uh, the majority of the games this weekend are Christmas Eve on Saturday. On Saturday, the Titans will play the Texans, which means that Derrick Henry will be running the ball against the Texans. In the last four games that Derrick Henry has run the ball against the Texans, in each and every one of those games, he's not just run for 100 yards or 125 or 150 or 175. He has four straight games against the Texans where he has run for at least 200 yards and at least two touchdowns. 202 in four straight games against one team. It's crazy. The over-unders on player props like that are not really out yet. The man that sort of knows thinks maybe he sort of saw. The over-under is 96.5 yards for Henry. That feels suspiciously low. But essentially, unless they're sitting the over-under on Derek at 200... Take the over. Four straight over 200. The Texans are in full implode mode uh, since literally the start of the season. Uh, They're going to get the number one draft pick and screw it up somehow. Derrick Henry is going to run for all the yards on Saturday. Take the over on that. Saturday, Eagles now plus five at the Cowboys. Jalen Hurts has not officially been ruled out, but the man that sort of knows cares not. Why? He loves Gardner Minshew. The mustache, Minshew magic, the whole thing. He'll ride with Hurts. He'll ride even more with Minshew. 
And Gardner Minshew may be in a situation where he's playing for his fallen coach his final year in college. He transferred out to the Palouse and played at Washington State for one Mike Leach. The man that sort of knows says Gardner Minshew is going to sling it all over the lot in Dallas on the star on Saturday and cover the five. And Sunday, the NBA, while being challenged for Christmas, has not just abandoned ship. They play all day long on Christmas, does the association. The Knicks and the Sixers are playing at noon. The over-under of that game is 219.5 points, which in today's NBA is not very much. But are the NBA players uh, really all that thrilled about getting up and playing on noon on Christmas? History says no. Last 16 nooners on Christmas in the National Basketball Association. The under has gone 11-5. Take the under Knicks and Sixers Christmas at noon. And that, my friends, is what the man who sort of knows thinks he knows this week. Carolina tonight covering against Michigan. Armed Forces Bowl tomorrow. Take the under Air Force and Baylor. Derrick Henry over whatever his prop for rushing yards ends up being against the Texans. Ride with Minshew on Saturday. The Eagles covering the five Sunday in the NBA. Under the Nooner, Nixon Sixers currently at 219.5. And that is what the man who sort of knows thinks he knows on this Christmas week. With that, we will take a break. Come back. Hour two. A little more hoops. A little more football. Eyes on a commit for the Orange that is probably going to say he's going elsewhere. He says he's announcing at three. It's three o'clock right now. Maybe we'll tell you what he said. Come back. We'll see how timely these 18-year-olds are. I got no idea what kind of schedule he's on. We're back after this. Mario Sacco with the six-pack at 3.30 here today. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. Can we review our status here, Si? Let's look at this thing from a, uh, from a uh, standpoint of status. Can't go backwards. Can't go forward. What am I going to do? Hey, what happened? You have nothing better to do at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Lisa, if you don't like your job, you don't strike. You just go in every day and do it really half-assed. That's the American way. This is a great day. A really great day. All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Halfway home. Here's what's happened so far. All right, here's what's happened so far. What has happened so far? Dino Babers at his early signing day press conference. We presented it to you. He spoke. Uh, Not so much about individual recruits. He never does. Uh, But he spoke about the class in general, about uh, how the world has done change with dealing with recruiting, the portal, NLI, and whatever smoothie comes out of tossing that all into a blender. Still not sure if it tastes good or not. So we did that for a bit. Talked about his uh, new coordinators and how Rocky Long uh, can uh, lift more weights than Dino Babers, and Dino is perturbed by that. We talked basketball. Just a nutty game last night. It went from boring to nuts in about four seconds with the Orange erasing a 20-point deficit and eventually falling uh, late as the final two possessions went awry in an 84-82 loss to Pittsburgh. Last evening, and we delivered the picks of the man who sort of knows. Maybe a little uh, extra stocking stuffer for the weekend. Mario Saka with a six-pack coming up at 3.30. Uh, what are we doing now? It is signing day. Baited breath. I think all of signing day, you need to have baited breath. You wait, and you bait your breath. 
So is this dude that we're probably never actually going to watch play football, is he going to do something? Uh, up, we've up to the minute pictures of not the guy we're looking for. Vincent Carroll Jackson is a defensive lineman who stands six foot five and weighs 285 pounds out of somewhere in Pennsylvania. They're at CD East High School. It's the home of the Panthers, according to this picture. There is a there is a table in a gymnasium with a football helmet and a football on it. I don't see hats. There's only one little name placard at the table. This picture has just been posted to Twitter by somebody that is there covering these things, I presume. So we're just going to keep refreshing the uh, Twitter search for one Vincent Carroll Jackson, who at some point uh, may say where he's going to school. It's still, we, we mentioned this yesterday, it, recruiting gets weirder and weirder. And more the order of operations for recruiting gets weirder and weirder. So here's this guy, Vincent Carroll Jackson, whose name it's possible we never need mentioned again after today. So... He's only been playing organized football for like a year or two. He's not been a guy, but I mean, I gave you his measurable, 6'5", 285. Big athletic fella. Raw. So beginning of the month, this month, December, got offered by who? Georgia. Georgia. You know, the team that last year had a defensive lineman that was the number one overall pick in the draft. And then had a different defensive lineman who's 350 pounds that was a first-rounder that had like seven more guys from their defense get drafted. Like the first two rounds. That Georgia. They offer this guy. On December the 8th, Tony White, who Dino mentioned Tony White's name, did not mention the school he went to, Nebraska. December 8th, Tony White left here for Nebraska. December 11th, this guy, Vincent Carroll Jackson, hyphen between the Carroll and the Jackson, Verbal to Syracuse. So Tony White left. Then he verbal. Then five days later, he went to Nebraska on an official visit. That's now five days ago. And yesterday, the crystal balls, the knowers of all in the recruiting world, the crystal balls, they, they had been... All signs point to Syracuse. And then they got cloudy. Oh, the crystal ball is cloudy. Cannot currently answer. And then the crystal ball got clearer yet again and said all signs are pointing to Nebraska. Ah, what happened? I mean, we kept shaking the magic eight ball and just things kept changing, but it all felt like it was the backwards order. You'd think you'd, you know, go on an official visit somewhere first and then make your decisions. And then if the coordinator left, then you'd change your mind. And then like late on, if the big school is going to come in Georgia, they come in late. So Georgia was first. And then the other stuff all happened backwards. It was, it was very peculiar. I mean, I, uh, you do whatever you want. If you're a high school recruit, it doesn't bother me. It's just the order of operations. I find strange. But uh, to each his own. Oh, now there's a live Twitter stream of this guy. It's grainy. Somebody's standing up and talking. The guy that's talking does not look to be 6'5", 285. Uh, so now we're watching a, a, a stream of a high school gym somewhere in Pennsylvania where we can't really make up what's happening. There's no hats on the table. What am I supposed to do in a world with no hats on the table? I need visual. I need hats. I need something. There's nothing on the table to indicate what he's thinking, and some guy that we don't know is talking. So we're going to keep watching that. And then the Lenore Sellers thing, 
So yesterday, the word was Sellers, who's verbal to Syracuse, cough, cough, and has been since March. He's the quarterback in this class for the Orange. And now the crystal balls, they, they've cleared again, and now we're saying, South Carolina, you're going to South Carolina. Well, I, I hope this whole announcement has has some visuals to it because he's got a piece of paper, he's got uh, whatever. So uh, originally Sellers was going to send in his letter today, but then announced two days from now. Well, that's just, uh, I mean, no offense to him, that's dumb. What's that? Now he's going to sign the letter and announce on Friday which is still silly, but is no longer dumb. Whether he picks Syracuse or not, I don't care you're going to picking. Just can we do the recruiting in a way that sort of makes sense? I guess not. So this guy, Vincent Carroll Jackson, is doing something. Um, I, I don't know what he's doing. Like he's sitting there. Man, this is this is thrilling stuff. He's sitting there. And doing something. Da- Dabo has said something. When when Dabo speaks, we listen, right? What what has Dabo said? Let's 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 grab the right mouse. I got a lot of mice here. There's there's three blind mice sitting on the table. Dabo Sweeney has said something. Dabo recruits good players all the time, doesn't he? Here's here's on signing day, here's Dabo and his two rings. We built this program on NIL. We really did. And and I it's probably different than what you're thinking though. We we built this program. Uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. And that's how I look at it. God bless Debo Swinney. His guts and his acronyms. Yeah. You, you better come up with some NIL that's cash money soon, Debo. You're not going to be able to beat Alabama anymore, I can tell you that much. Uh, this, this video is very grainy of this guy in Pennsylvania that we're probably never going to watch play football. I need you, sir, to put on a hat. I can't tell if you've done anything yet. What are you doing? What is happening? I don't know. I don't even know who I'm looking at. It's a very grainy video. It's, it's somehow live, but looks like it's being shot in 1956. How, how is this all happening? Like, Are you going to put on a hat? What? Where's the hat? Give me a hat. Somebody put on a hat. I need logo gear. Without logo gear... Like, there's a lot of talking. We don't care about that. You're talking and talking. I do the talking. You wear a hat. And then I can tell people what hat you're wearing. Signing day is exhausting. Just the idea. It's exhausting for other people because you're up early for no reason. Oh, we got to send it in. Send it in at 3 in the morning. I realize the rule is 7. Don't at me. Oh, yeah. We gotta, who can be the earliest? Who can stand on their heads and fax in their letter? Is this is this dude that's not going to Syracuse more likely than not ever going to say where he's going? There's 394 people watching this live on Twitter, and I am one of them, and you are watching along with me. We're all dying a slow and painful death uh, right now, watching this guy that's never going to go to Syracuse probably because the crystal ball says he's going to go to Nebraska. Not do anything. Is this a legal play-by-play? Do we have the rights of Vincent Carroll Jackson's signing day press conference? What does the FCC think about all this? Well, this is signing day for you people. I'm kind of I'm kind of bored of watching this guy who we're never actually going to watch play football uh, get around to telling us where he's going to go play football. Uh, so with that, we're going to taking uh, we're going to take a break. 
Uh, when we come back, maybe we'll tell you where this guy go play football. Maybe he'll be wearing a hat. And we'll have the 4-1-1 in the 3-1-5. Mario, 3-30. Picks. Picks, picks, picks. Much more to come after this. It's QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.